0: Hi everyone, Jamie here from Batboard Podcast and this short segment I'm going to talk to you about is about your garage doors. Now, this sponsored segment is one of the new segments we're going to be doing so that you don't have to listen to it in video, it'll be at the start before the episode. And um, today we're going to be talking a little bit about your garage doors. Your garage doors are happy to sponsor the Batboard Podcast, they supply, install and maintain all forms of domestic garage doors. And even better, they offer free quotation service and have a showroom available in Long Eaton, perfect for all my people living in uh, Nottingham, living local. Uh, I will leave there uh, if you want to get in contact with them. You can either message me, Jay Martin, on Facebook and I'll give you theirs, or you can call 0800 772 0005. So you can call them on that 0800 0005. So get in contact with your garage doors, guys. And uh, I'll speak to you very soon. Enjoy the episode. Hello there, everybody. Jamie here from the Batmore Podcast. And today we are here for episode 34. Uh, Sorry, I've been off this week. I've been, I've not been lazy, I promise you. We had a cancellation the other day and I've been arranging some uh, new guests to join me. Now, before I kind of talk about today's guest, however, just thought I'd mention the sponsor segment before. Check them out if you're interested in the service they provide on the number and email stated. So, Welcome, and today I'm going to be speaking to Matt. Now, you may know Matt from the Beestonian, uh, Beeston Updated, and also he's local to Beeston. Um, very well known, so welcome, Matt. How are you doing?
1: Hi, uh, yeah. Are you Are right, all right, Jake? Yeah, not
0: too bad. I'm really glad to have you on here. Um, oh, thank you. So, it's so, it's so for my guests weird. who may not know you, because we have guests, you know, Beeston, wherever, um, mm-hmm. around the world, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Um... Wow! Wow! I grew, uh, I'm uh, I'm a man. I <laughs> think <laughs> I'm. I've lived in Beeston for many years. I grew up in Stapleford um, mm-hmm. as a kid. I grew up there. I was born in Scotland, but grew up in Stapleford. Uh, I m- moved to Beeston uh, in the '90s, mid '90s, when I was a postman for a bit. A postal worker down Padge Road. Uh, Then I went away for a few, quite a few years, went abroad, did loads of things, worked in Southeast and that. And then uh, I I came back in uh, 2001, uh, late 2001, I moved back to Beeston and I've been here ever since. Uh, And yeah, it's my home now. It's, uh, um, uh, uh, you know, I am a Beestonian, I suppose now, and it's been (laughs) 20 years I've been here. And for the last about 15 of them I've been writing about the place because uh, mm. I found it fascinating. I've, I've always tried, sort of tried to answer the question, what am I still doing here? I only, I only popped here to like refuel and re, <laughs> uh before I went off on my next mission. I'm 20 years later, I'm still here. So I've been asking that question ever since. And uh, um, yeah, there's lots of reasons. In the magazine, like I run the Beestonian and the other things I do connect to Beeston they're all linked to that, mm. answering that question. What is it about Beeston that makes me stay? I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask that exact question. What is it about Beaston? <laughs> well, I get asked this quite a lot. Um, I do I do bits of radio and stuff, and I often I'm a go-to guy for Beeston uh, when they want to speak about that. And they ask me that, and I don't know. It's it's I have this discussion with so many people all the time. There's just a unique mix. No one can put a finger on it. Beaston's different to every person, obviously, different needs and stuff. Um, I. But I think the one thing that generally boils down to is community, is that we do have a community here. And community is this word which um, people more use it uh, less in the geographical sense and more in the online community. So, well, communities that they form uh, virtually. Um, there was a big, I can remember, Jordan, uh, when the internet was very really kicking off and stuff was very really kicking off in the mid-noughties, uh, there was this big uh, sort of theory that eventually we wouldn't have communities close to us would exist as, as, as uh, parts of a network, which a community, which is all over the world. So you won't actually be linked because you live next door to each other. You'll be linked because you're both into some music or, 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 or a film or mm-hmm. that's where your connections will be. They'll be down to your personal preferences as individuals, individual nodes in this big network. And that, I think that went along. I think social media made that seem that, that was inevitable. But I noticed something uh, when I first started writing The Beastonian. I wrote a blog first, Beastonia, and I was amazed people read it because it was, I thought it was so niche. Uh, and I, th- I wrote it just because I write, you know, write stuff. And, uh, well, not, no expectation of anyone reading it, but people liked it. People started it, uh, working with it. And I realized it, it's not like that. We, we do crave some geographical closeness to people, we do want community, we do want. Uh, we we do like that. We, we want to find out more about a local area. and The more you give it, build it, it you know, build it, and they will come, as it were. And it's the reason why people go to pubs. It's people why people go to uh, churches or you know where, where they go to their whatever faith they are. Uh, it's, it's why people go go to football matches and everything. You know, it, it, people do need that geographical closeness to people and. Um, Beeston has it in spades, I really believe that. It's a very strange community, um, it's quite u- unique in that you've got such a settled population of people, I suppose like myself, who uh, grew up around here and worked in, you know, I did manual jobs a great deal of my life and all that, and and then people who are less, who came here for, for university, mainly university, or, you know, one of one of the big factories used to have around here and settled here because of that so you've got this quite strange population of a tra- what you'd imagine would be a transit population a population through elsewhere mixing with this very settled population that can count its generations back here uh, you know in, in uh, over two hands and everything so that mixture I find fascinating that sort of mixture of two populations mixing and working together it's not like you know, it's not like there's conflicts. It's not like people go, "I've been here years, and you haven't been here years, so we're better than you," or, or anything like that, or snobbery the other way around. Uh, it works well. My wife is actually from Kent. She's um, um, she came up here and did a PhD up here, and uh, I think we're quite a good example of, of what Beeston works. She's from, you know, she's the academic side, and she's going to got this qualification settled here from the south, and, uh, you know, I, I I'm my family's from around here for decades and for generations and stuff and can trace their roots back and but somehow we've you know we've got together got married and had a kid uh who is pure Beastonian, I suppose so yeah it's a very interesting very interesting place and I'm Mm. perpetually fascinated with it and once I've solved the answer I'll move I'll leave (laughs) I'll go somewhere else and try and solve that problem but I reckon you know on my deathbed I'll still be asking that question what is it about Beeston? it's it's an
0: it is really incredible community I I grew up here I grew up um, in the Rylands mm-hmm. and I'm blessed to have you know the canal not far from us and obviously you know the town it's tend okay. to be in a, just a stone throw away you know and it's it is a really nice place to live and um, you know a lot of people will go well you know you're just saying that because you live there but I'm not you know I've been to many places with my dad and stuff like that and I would say Beeston is always and, you know, I think always will be my favourite place. And and that kind of leads me on to my second question, kind of. So the Beestonian, it's a passion of yours, right? It's been going for 10 years. Yeah. And so, so why did that kind of come along? Why, why did that start?
1: Well, it, it came through, a, for one, I've always loved magazines. I worked for magazines for a while Mm-hmm. Um, when I lived down south and everything and I, I used to love magazines, the tactile female magazines, it's just been, as a kid I'd, uh, I, I'd subscribe to like comics and all that and get le- and then when I was a bit older I'd get all these music magazines and fanzines and I've always loved that sort of printed stuff it's always been, a, you know, rarely got me into journalism when I started doing the blog uh, years ago um, maybe 15 years ago now and writing that blog, I realised people were interested and uh, I started to think well would they read this if it was on print is it is, is that happening and then a, a friend of mine um a former housemate of mine a guy called matt jones who's now a professor of all things so he's he's gone a different route. Uh, he suggested to me he took me out for a meal one 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 time catchly so <laughs> sort of uh, you've got connections there um And he took me for a meal and said, why don't you make this into a printed magazine and distribute it? And I thought he was nuts, but he offered me a hundred pounds to, you know, to get the print costs going. Uh, So I had no idea what I was doing. I said, yes. And a few weeks later, uh, we put a sample issue out and it was roundly ignored, uh, which is no surprise because it was awful. And then we got a little bit of a team together and got the first issue out, which is just four pages black and white A3 fold sort of very basic thing, folded it myself all, all 200 copies 500 copies, whatever it was and distributed it and people started to get interested and a buzz started and we haven't really looked back we're now, um, the latest issue, it came through last night actually, um, we got it delivered last night and it, it, we're up to 74 now, we're just uh, right in 75 wow. uh, 10 years we've been doing it it's led to so many things it's so many things have span out of it and uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, it's uh, I'm quite proud of it's, um, it. And I, I quite like it because it isn't just like, this is some sort of ego trip that I'm doing it to sort of get my writing out and all that. It works, you know, the thing I really love about it is people like it, you know, they, they, they read it and they take it and it somehow works. It's proven that if you do have a good quality product and you have a good quality thing, People buy it. It's uh, not buy it. So we give it away for free. We don't buy anything. Uh, people take it. But advertisers will advertise in it, and you'll you'll get a, you'll build a fan base up, and you'll build people will respond to it. It's, there's a lot of you know talk about print being dead, and it's well no, it's just crap. Print's dead. It's you know good print will survive, and uh, so yeah, I'm I'm very proud of it. It's um, it, it it's it, it's uh taking me on quite a journey uh. And I've met some wonderful people through it. And I sometimes think, actually, it's a bit worrying, but I've met all my friends and uh, I've met them through all through doing a magazine. And I'm thinking, I'd have no social life if I'd never done this. <laughs> it was like, there's so many nice people I've met along the way and, uh, you know, that have become friends. And it, it's just, you know, good for the town, I think. It's, it's nice for the town to have something. We open on an open... Uh, an open submission policy, so anyone who writes, wants to write in, write in, you know, send, send in an article, write for us. Can't guarantee it'll be, you know, published, obviously, you know, that's not a, an absolute guarantee we can promise. Strong likely it will be, though, you know, everyone that's on the magazine at the moment has asked me if they could, you know, if they could write for us. I said, yeah, and they've written, I they liked it, and they've, you know, we, we, uh, we, we commissioned them after that. So, yeah, it's uh, the, the more I can get it closer to Beeston and more it can reflect the town, be part of the town, the better. So, so it's not a long going job. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I like the, uh, I'm very happy I set it up. <laughs> I'm very happy that uh, I got taken out for that that lunch. We had, we had a halloumi sandwich. No, halloumi salad. Sorry, at, at the Vic. So oh. uh, I can't. I, <laughs> I still can't. every time I look at halloumi, I give it a little thumbs up. I, thank you. Well, you know, so, April twelfth. Time I've ever tasted haluga. I love. Well, it. yeah. Give <laughs> it time. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe April twelfth. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I really uh, hope so.
0: You know, I, I, I don't want to give my political opinion on it, but I'm just going to say I hope so, and I hope yeah. that everybody stays safe.
1: I, th- I think um, nobody totally. Um, no one totally has too much trust in things anymore. I uh, think it's fair to say. Uh, but there, there's, there, there's a cautious optimism about everything now. We've had so many false, um, false hope given to us that now we've got a timetable. It's, like, uh, it, it's cautious at best. But yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to actually seeing Beaston as Beaston again. It's mm. been a long time. It will be nice. And in fact, be... when, when it comes to the,
0: the passionate side, because obviously you are passionate for what you do. Um, you're passionate for beast and you're passionate for the beastonian. Um I'm honoured to have been put in one of your articles as well, yeah, uh, which was, was amazing. And, you know, I've actually been reading it a while, um, but I'd only come in contact with you, when was it? Last
1: last summer, maybe? maybe just after that? Possibly, yeah, yeah. I, I've lost all track of all time in the last year. <laughs> Crazy. Last year, if you could tell me anything, I'd, I'd agree, a time scale. Uh, it's all blurred into one. Uh Yeah, it would have been about
0: last year. I I come on about last year and we kind of spoke about the podcast and stuff. uh, Christopher Frost um, came to the studio, took some photos and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was awesome. I've been reading before that, as I say. Um, But it's nice to have people that are passionate about things um, and passionate about Beeston and will create things for Beeston, you know, without it costing people things. Because obviously one of the things people want is they want things that are going to help them where they mm. don't have to kind of pay and they can, you know, they can kind of get the benefit without having to pay for absolutely everything because I'm sure they've got enough stresses with taxes and the day-to-day and stuff. Yeah. So for local initiatives and stuff to be set up that can help people is really, really good. And obviously informing people and I would say uplifting people, especially in a time like this, yeah, is crucial. And I think, you know, the Estonian and, you know, initiatives such as that, are crucial in playing a part in that would you agree
1: yeah it's um we, we miss a local media we we local media when i, I used to deliver the even Evening post as it was in the day uh when i was a teenager and um everyone had it you know every, every second house would have a copy of the post it was like you know my little shop i worked from uh there's about 10 post rounds and every, you know, everyone got it and um and everyone was connected and there, obviously there weren't so many channels on the tv Then I um, sound like a right old bloke don't i field around there at the time as well and um, we, we and the post would be really thick as well um it, it would be you know it be full of stuff and you'd have loads of writers and, that's it. and everyone watched you know the same tv watch east midlands today and watch itv central news and all that and you had that connection you knew what was going on and for a variety of reasons, uh, the internet, um, uh, newspapers sort of moving, moving away from the regions, uh, the BBC not being funded well enough and whatnot, and all these other reasons, uh, that's withdrawn and people have been left a bit bereft. And the BBC still do a great job, the Post do a great job of resources they have, but things have shrank and you've got this big hole where uh, people used to be able to talk to each other uh, and, and know stuff and be informed about the local community and everything. And that's gone. Um, it's been replaced by uh, stuff like Beast Update and, you know, and various Facebook groups where people can talk. But you need something else from that. And uh, you, we need, you need something a bit more frivolous and a bit more, uh, you know, sort of that doesn't just talk news and just doesn't discuss what's happening, but talks about the wider picture of it and uh, gives it an identity. And mm-hmm. instead. Um, stay... It tries, to do that, really. it, it tries to give my identity to the area and try and sort of you know, grapple with the idea that this is a unique place. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's good. I, I used to, as I say, I used to drink a lot, I probably did, but I, mean, I used to <laughs> go for a pint after, on my own occasionally. After work, and decompressing, and I can't stand just looking at my phone. I don't find that. So I used to love the idea of just going in there with a book or a magazine and just reading with a pint and just having that little bit of time to myself in a little bubble but amongst people. And I think the best onion, one of the things I love about that is when we used to be able to go get, get it out into pubs, we haven't done that for over a year now. But when we could get out in pubs, I used to really love just going into a pub and just seeing someone sitting in the corner on their own with a pint reading reading mag. And I think I've done my job there if they're doing that. And it's, you know, they're not looking at my phone, but they're not lost in a magazine which has nothing to do with the area. you know they're actually engaging with stuff and I, yeah uh, and you know that's that's me all over as well I, I used to love sitting in those pubs and doing exactly that so and hmm. a very selfish love i wrote the magazine i made the magazine just so i could read it <laughs> so, uh, and then just knock out another 1499 copies for everyone else so <laughs> in case anyone else interested so it's like so how would you describe the last 10 years then and I'm not
0: going to ask in three words. Don't worry. But how do how would you describe the last ten years? How's it
1: been? Oh, cracky. Uh, uh, wow, that's a question. It's changed massively. We've 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 seen loads of fundamental change to to Beeston. Um, we've seen, you know, obviously the biggest issue over the last ten years has been the tram, uh, mm. and that was huge, and that was a massive sort of shake up, and I think when. Beeston historians look back uh, on the 21st century. They'll they'll look back on t- in terms of pre-tram, post-tram, how Beeston sort of saw itself. It was a hugely difficult time, and it, it really threatened to split apart the town. And I really thought in the middle of the decade, last decade, that it would, uh, and it would be irreconcilable this this difference between people of pro-tram, anti-tram. So that's been a big thing. Uh, the recovery from that has been a, a big thing, and I think Beeston has a it's got. It's changed a lot. A lot of the industry has gone, obviously. Boots have shrank. Uh, Plessy and all the Ericsson's and whatnot have all gone now. Uh, And instead, the university has encroached and we've had more more input from universities, more emphasis on the university. That's been a big demographic change. Um, But I think we've seen this new blossoming sort of thing over the last few years, which has been stuff like the street art, stuff like uh, Ox Jam as well, which... Mm. I was very, very privileged to be part of it for a while. Um, and lots of people wanting to do something. this creative thing of filling these gaps. And it, it is a story of change the last 10 years. I, I, w- I once delivered a magazine to um, a lady who requested one, an old old, old lady, and uh, uh, I had a little chat to her. And she was talking about this some development over Down the Road. And I thought she was going to be be anti or something. Which I don't really like it, but... A town is a living thing and you know, change shows it's a living thing. It's once a somewhere starts changing, it dies. Um, so I don't, I don't like it, but I like the fact that it can happen. And I sort of thought, whoa, that blew my mind. It's like Beeston is like that. It's always changed. I, I grew up in Stapleford, like I said earlier, and Stapleford, you saw it sort of dying back so much. And it was such a, you know, such a heartbreaker for me to watch, you know, a, a, a town change so much. Uh, and, uh, you know, Richard McRae is doing some great work to reverse that at the moment and, and give the town a sense of pride. But Beeston, I've, I've noted, it's it's it's, uh, it's changed. It, it's constantly changing. And, yeah, um, the Beeston I wrote about 10 years ago is a different place, but the spirit is exactly the same. Mm. So would you say... So without obviously getting political about
0: it and, you know, kind of presenting all of your views on the tram and whatnot, do you think that the
1: change has been positive for Beeston in the long run? Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we had a editorial policy of the Beestonian during the tram. It made us quite unpopular on both sides, actually. <laughs> um, but we wouldn't actually take a uh, positive side uh, or negative side on the tram. We'd remain we, we neutral and not feature I used to write for the Post as well, but not on the Nottingham Post, and my first column I ever did was whole column about why i would not be using this column to talk about the tram and sort of instantly people accuse me of being anti-tram or pro-tram and being on one side um so that was difficult I, I i it's definitely a better place i think in many ways we've lost lots of shops that's inevitable everywhere's lost lots of shops that's not unique to us what's replaced it though has been a healthy suite of independence creative independence uh i you know there's more businesses um independent businesses than and, any any one time um th- there is a, a sense of democracy which wasn't here beforehand as well it used to be always seen very top down stuff like beast updated it's got 20 i don't know twenty-four thousand members or something about um it is a good way to uh, actually have a debate in a public forum um as debate should be rather than just the exclusive enclave of a few politicians at the council um, so i've rarely I really appreciate those things. But it's been tough. Um, the, the tram was a really tough time for visitors. And it still is tough when you look at stuff like the town hall being sold off and all that, that was a disgrace. Mm. Uh, when you look at the, you know, Frank lack of ambition for some of the developments that are happening, I'd really like the cinema. You know, I'm gonna put my you know, my colours to that particular mast. I really like the idea of an independent, well, sort of independent cinema uh, coming to town. It could have been a lot, lot worse as it is, I think it's a you know fairly decent building. Our reserve judgment buildings only rarely uh, uh, show their true colours after a decade and stuff. But um, I, I think some of the stuff that happened with development has been really, really ridiculous and um, some of the stuff done. But I, 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 on the whole, it's been positive and And people, people's realisation that they can take power uh, and do that, do things airway has, has been a very positive thing. If you look at something like Bartons um, mm. in the Bill Buster Depot, how uh, the team there have um, used that space to change it from you know a transport hub as it was, you know a depot uh, as it was many years ago, in uh, and stop it becoming a derelict land and instead do it as a place of great creativity and putting on events there and putting on comedy there and putting on markets there and putting on uh, affairs and, and whatnot I think that's a that's a wonderful example of beast and sort of having that creativity too when faced with difficulty say oh, I don't care we'll do our way and you know that's that's a great spirit to have an mm. and uh, we're, we're very lucky for that reason
0: we are definitely I think it's the ability to not even rebuild but to adapt um, to, to times that are challenging and difficult Um, because if you look at the community and I'm going to use COVID as an example, um, it's been a very tough year (laughs) now. Um, it feels like a lot longer though. Um, (laughs) yeah. And, and although we can look at all the negatives and we can say people have changed or, you know, uh, or maybe think things are dying or businesses are dying. We can also see a lot of the positives as well. We've got a brand new cinema, as you say, which apparently was a 50 million pound development, um, I don't know uh, the exact yeah <laughs> yeah I, d- I don't uh, no, no, gonna, figures I was gonna say I don't know figures, what, well, the figures out. will be uh confirmed at a later date shall we say yeah <laughs> uh, and um you know obviously with with new businesses starting up in Beeston and the cinema will bring investment that is you know not a, a false promise it will definitely bring yeah. new investment you know because people aren't just going to have to use the tram to go to town or you know they won't have to go to town or showcase to go and get their films they can stay local and in return Absolutely, yeah. help the businesses around it and i think that's crucial um and i've kind of asked it previously i think i asked it to genie and a few of my other guests do you think that there will be a post-covid boom if you like uh in you know investment in beeston
1: oh wow i mean that that's contingent on so many things there's going to be a national recession that's sort of that's that's been priced in you know that that that's um, uh, going to happen and there's obviously you know, the dreaded Brexit word which is like the international which is like the national form of a tram where you know <laughs> it's divided people so much uh, you know that's that's going to have a certain impact uh, especially in certain you know, there's, there's questions about the university attracting international students and stuff and that has an impact on us for our proximity to the university mm. so th- there's going to be some really interesting uh, um, variables in the mix here um what it has done, what Covid has done very much, is is really accelerate certain trends um, which have been ticking along at some speed anyway. Almost people have been trying to ignore them and one of them is the death of retail. Um, that's gone. That benefits towns uh, paradoxically. People don't go to the cities more well stay local because retails dying, in um, and you know the traditional you know sort of box shop where everything's identical you can get the you, you can get the same but bigger in town in a city as you will in town and the same products people want more boutiquey sort of things and more it, it it's like you know everyone can download a track off the internet now and all that but people still buy vinyl why is that um people can read all their news or read their magazines online now but you know still people still buy magazines why is that people want that more localized experience. it's more um, they've created this community. They've created this idea of being more local. So the beast will benefit from that. I've got no doubt. Uh, the significant investment in the town as well, with with the um, with with the cinema, is going to be. Uh, I, I well, I can't see it being anything but a bonus. Um, obviously, come back to me in a few years uh, <laughs> with with details. There. So th- there are many good signs there, but. I it, with the national recession kicking off and everything, um, uh, there's no escaping that there. There's going to be some downturn, but we we will have to be creative. We're a creative town. But there's often this idea that we're moving from, we went from an industrial economy to a post-industrial economy to a service economy. Now we're moving uh, a, a service and retail economy, then a service economy, and now we're moving to um, a knowledge economy uh, where you know basically you're, you're, what you have in terms of um, brains in a town what you're having creativity and intelligence and information you know that, that will benefit um if that does go you know if that is the, the true straight of play we're going to be in a very good place because you know we've got a university on the doorstep and if we make the place nice enough to capture the great brains that, that go through university uh make, make the town welcoming enough and nice enough and you know inclusive enough and we're going to be to be Doing all right. One of the greatest scientists who live here, Martin Polyakov, mm-hmm. Professor Sir Martin Polyakov sort of thing lives lives around here. He's like the scientist of scientists. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he's like the archetypal idea of a scientist with his crazy hair and everything, and he, you know his glasses, and he just looks like pure science. And he lives in, you know, he lives a perfectly happy life in Devonshire Avenue, um, or no, or near there, anyway. And we're, you know, we can attract people like that. These these wonderful figures, and uh, long may we do so. And if we can continue to do that, we're we're going to be all right. I think we're going to be all right. And beast has gone through worse. I think so. Definitely. We, we got the tram out of the way. We we had our trauma years before everyone else. And <laughs> uh, now that's gone. We're resilient to everything now. As I say, it's all about adaptation,
0: and it's going to be. Not just a tough, it, you know, everything's not just gonna go away on uh, March the 29th or April 12th or, you know, whenever you think the lockdown will, you know, end. But um, well, it's gonna be yeah. a tough few years. And that's not me putting you down, that's me being honest. And uh, hopefully you'll see that and kind of prepare for that and, and you know, try your best to keep positive and maybe try out something new would be my, uh, my recommendation. You know, for me, I started the podcast in March last year during lockdown and I've loved it. I've never ever had a passion for media or anything like that, but all of a sudden it's just been like, well, I've had the opportunity. I love it. I went to an engineering school to do computer science and I hate that now. So <laughs> I, I moved to school and I ended up hating the subject that I wanted to do. I say I wanted to do as a job, but I, I didn't know at the time. But, and, and in terms of Martin and Polyakov, as you said, I remember we were going home and um, over, Plessy Bridge and I saw this guy and I thought wow he's got crazy hair you know he looks awesome and then (laughs) my mum said to me do you know who that is and I'm like no so it's Martin Polyakov the scientist and I'm like no way and then uh, all of a sudden with the internet being so clever and you know not data stealing all I would see on YouTube is Martin Polyakov and all these things
1: and I was just like, okay, wow. It's really funny. I mean, he's a very nice guy. I bump into a case. I have a out with him and everything. And I've, 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 sat on, um, I've sat on committees with him and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, he's, he's just dead down to it. He's very much into the sit town as well. He's not like, you know, removed. It's not like you've got this character who, who just goes to university and just lives in Beeston because it's close to Beeston. He gets involved. He was involved in the Civic Society. I was, in, I was on the committee of that for a while. And he was always, always sort of, driving forward ideas and stuff um, to make the town better. And if we have that, if we manage to, you know, we attract people who have that, uh, who come to love the town as much as people like us who've lived here generations of the town, then, you know, it's a very positive thing. The worst thing that could happen to this town was if we, um, if we had that that split between town and gown, as they call it sort of thing, between university people who go to university people who, uh, can sort of count their generations back and if we had that thing where people did live here from university but they only got engaged in university and you know people there's, there's no connection there's no intermingling there's you know it felt like there's a it's sort of a two two levels of beast and, and we don't have that and uh it's such a strength it's it, it's you know always going to there's always going to be a conflict between the two but um it just, uh, on a certain level but that balance is held very well here you know the guy who, who set up the magazine with me he's from Yorkshire sort of thing Matt, Matt James uh, and he's a you know he's a professor as well <laughs> sort of thing he wasn't when he set it up he's a, just me a doctor back then um, but he set it up and it's because he loves the town you know he, he loves that and a lot of the people who write for us now they, they've come to you know the editor at the moment would be Stanley and John, uh, John. Uh, John Cooper. He he's from Hartlepool. Um, uh, other uh, you know, I, uh, other people have contributed have contributed because they have moved here and come to love the place. And you know, if we make this place lovable, uh, <laughs> easy to live in, I think we're onto a good thing. I think that's the secret of Beaston, You know, not that not that I'll ever know the secret of Beeston. Um, well, points like- definitely that definitely points. Yeah. I, I designed this from uh, Derbyshire and all that as well, and he's come here and set up and loves it, you know. Dan and he, you know, he paints these wonderful pictures uh, of Beeston at the moment, which just knocked my socks off. And it, it's just, you know, we're, we're all writing a love letter to the town. Things <laughs> we've
0: It's,
1: you know, when you when you speak to people
0: and you kind of, you know, why? Well, I mean, you might not know why you've come to you stay in Beeston, as you know, you've mentioned and you know a hundred percent but when you ask other people why they came to beeston there's such a a wide variety of people in beeston it's incredible you know you know not everybody's from yeah neighbouring in town or
1: in the city they're from all over the world it's well in in, in in 2016 after the brexit referendum happened i, I was actually in, where was i i was i was, I was in crete at the time when it happened and then and when i got back i'm like oh wow i didn't expect you know, that's happening. That's you know, what's that going to do to the town. And uh, uh, a student, an uh, 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 Indian lad, uh, wrote me an email. Well, no, his friend wrote me an email to tell me about him and said that he'd been racially abused in Beeston. I was like, geez, geez I'm, you know, I know this happens. I know, it, but Beeston isn't really that place. I thought we were, you know, much more tolerant than that. And it really, really pissed me off. And uh, excuse me, mm. <laughs> okay. really annoyed me. And uh, I. I sort of thought, how do you react to this? You go write an angry post on, you know, racists are awful, everyone knows. And instead, what we did was grabbed a camera and a piece of card with words, I am Beeston on it, and went around and, you know, I interviewed people who'd come to the town from different places from all around the world. And we took photos of them and just put them, put them up and they told their stories and said why they're in Beeston and what they liked about it, or didn't like about it for a matter. And just introduced them to the people of Beeston. Um, to sort of say, you know, they are in as much as anybody, you know, they're beast. And after a bit, we did a few of those, and I thought it'd be a short lived, lived thing. We did about 10 of those, and they went down pretty well. And they, they were non judgmental, they just put the stories up in their own words. And then, um, I was uh, a friend of mine, uh, of Indian heritage, she sort of said, Well, you should do it for everyone, you shouldn't just do people who have come here, otherwise, you're putting them in their own category griff you should carry this on but start doing everyone and then you know you'll show the mix of people here so i did a few more of those uh, and then chris frost um used to come and take the photos for me and i got very busy i had a child as well which um, <laughs> so my, my ability to go out and interview people was stymied and he coded it on and he's up to a, oh i don't know 300 now something like that. and wow. he's done so many these iron beastons
0: mm.
1: and it's just a very simple idea of taking a photo of someone, just having a little chat about why they came to be, well, what their association with Beeston is and what their thoughts about the town was. Uh, and we just print them in their words. We don't contextualize them in any way. And we put them up um, online and, you know, they do very well. And we, if you go to Args uh, now, you will see in the in the window, we put, we got these boards made and, association with cp walker who gave us funding for it we made these big boards and put photos up of these people these bostonians and there are all sorts you know you've got vicky mcclure next to a student who came here a year ago uh you've got sir martin polikoff professor sir martin polikoff next to you know sort of uh a, a, um, a, a, a granny who, who who you know used to work in the bomb factories here 70 years ago 80 years ago and all and it's a really nice mix of showing that this town isn't one thing it's not you know it's wonderfully changeable it's always moving it's always a churn of really you know people and, you know acknowledging that rather than sort of closing it off i think we're a very open town in that way mm. so yeah it's uh, everyone's got their own story everyone's got their own com- connections to the community in that way mm. it's it's a really interesting project actually i've followed it
0: um, for the last few months i would say and and obviously previously and i've seen you've done people like nicola jenkins who i speak to quite regularly um, and and obviously yeah. it's really really good. So so would you say that things like that um, encourage people to come to Beeston? And do you think that other people should kind of try and do the same sort of things?
1: Well, we as I, 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 for coming, it's obviously um, you only see these things which are in Beeston, I suppose. But we do get people. This happens on Beeston. Updated a lot. People say, uh, right, I've only just moved to the town. Uh, I'm really happy Like you know, it's really incredible to see people, you have this resource and you have this, and you know, that's always good. Um, I think it persuades people that there is a sense of community and a sense of togetherness and that keeps them here. Um, If they, you know, they've come here post university, they don't know what we're going to do with their lives and they, you know, this can be instrumental in keeping them here as such, or, you know, stopping talent draining away from a town. so, so yeah, that's good. As for, for other places, we, we actually have done that. We, we've got a, um, a sister project which span off from I'm Beaston called We uh, Are Community, and it's getting that idea. We made packs uh, to show you how you do this project, how you know how simple it is with you know the photography, the writing, how to promote it, and we made this pack. We got some money from the, uh, from a uh, lottery fund, and we um, made these packs and started distributing them around. You know, finding places to actually focus on and go. And we did one in Stapleford, Richard McRae We first launched it there. We had a load lined up and the pandemic hit and we couldn't go anywhere. So we couldn't go and go into communities and do this because we weren't allowed to move. Mm. So instead, we um, changed it and we've made a, an app which we're releasing uh, later this year uh, where anyone can use it and they can run their own I am Beeston or wherever it is. I am Stapleford, I am Long I am, you know, sort of Aberdeen. I, I am i don't know you know sydney australia or anything they can run that uh, you know the simple model which can translate and whether people pick it up whether i have the same enthusiasm it has here whether other town it fits other towns i don't know that's something to find out but it'd be lovely to think that idea takes off other other communities do it it, because it's very base i think the idea is it introduces a town to itself um it, it sort of we have the photos on these boards at eye level sort of thing and it's just someone saying this is who I am hi nice to meet you and uh, it breaks down that sort of thing of walking past strangers and all that you know I've, I've seen we've done people or rather Christopher's done stuff on there and I've read it and looked at that person I and mean, I've seen him in the street the next day I think I know about you now. I feel, yeah, I feel some kinship now, and I think that's lovely. Uh, mm. I think that's and yeah, it's been a lovely thing. Obviously, a very hard thing to do during a pandemic when you can't go close to people and they'll have to wear a mask when you photograph them. <laughs> but, but yeah, we've done a, we've done a. Uh, I, I'm I'm quite proud of that one. That's a, been a really, really positive project.
0: Mm. It is good to get to know people in your community and you know, kind of people that you've always heard about briefly you know whether you've heard about them on facebook or maybe someone's mentioned them to you and you've kind of been like who is that sort of thing yeah you know and being able to know who they are through the power of that is incredible um and and kind of the last thing i kind of wanted to touch on was you mentioned um richard mcrae uh, Mm -hmm. and this this question is going to be for him because in uh, the (laughs) podcast with him he did mention that
1: you grew up on the same street together right we did well sort of um yeah he grew up on this is in Stapleford or New Stapleford as it is back there. yeah we grew up in the same estate the Australian estate in, in um because you know, it's all the streets they've left Australian places so I grew up on Canberra Close, and he grew up on Perth Drive but later on I moved to Perth Drive so we, I got a bit closer yeah we, we, we're from the same street it's odd um I knew him uh, I know him very well from you know from a young kid sort of thing he used to be well into his break dancing did, did Richard he was, he's, he's quite handy with a Body pop boy, and I was friends with his um, his, his little brother, who's my age. Richard's a couple of years older than me, and yeah, and the McCrays were you know big characters uh, around there. I was terrified of Richard though because he was older than me, and he was into hip hop, and you know uh, he, he he was quite uh, he, he was uh, quite well known as a bit of a wild child sort of thing. Um, I'm sure you won't mind me saying this. Uh, and it's been delightful over the last 10 years uh about 10 and 12 years ago i saw his name appearing in community related stuff he started doing a Stafford community group started doing a swimming criminal out here it's like is that the same richard mccray mm. <laughs> it sounds bizarre it's like you know he was a bloke who into graffiti tagging and everything and uh yeah it's been wonderful to watch his journey you know he's a real example of someone who actually devotes themselves to a community he does stuff which you know I, I do the you know glamorous stuff do all the media stuff and he does the actual hard work in his town uh, you know sort of setting up jobs fairs and everything and stomping the streets you know sort of sticking leaflets through doors and it's been an inspiration watching him he's done a really good job he is an example of you know i used to write about politics quite a lot and uh, um so you have certain opinions on politicians so you get to know them quite well and some of them are awful some are lovely and but there's always a problem i always find with them how lovely they are but they're still constrained in many ways by by their political parties I and mean, richard he just does you know he does what he wants he does it well you know he, he really does have the best interests of his community at heart he lives in the community which is good to see so it's a really interesting uh He's a really interesting character. They should make a film about him one day. Uh, McRae, the movie. I Let's think. do it. So, yeah, yeah, if you want to produce it, I'll, I'll do the script. <laughs> I think this sounds like a great <laughs> so, idea. We get to play him, uh, Probably, probably uh, a dashing young actor. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's a good bloke. And yeah, we grew up a few doors down from each other. So uh, someone was in the water in the 70s, uh, but, but, but Got us both doing very similar things in various in, in neighbouring towns. So yeah, he said it was something about the street. So uh,
0: I think it'll be a national monument now. Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm I was very, very happy to move out of that street. So yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I I I don't think there'll be any blue plaques going up anytime soon. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll fair enough. It, it's, it's a typical uh, that area. Of Stapleford is is there's not a great deal there or to do, but we had Brankett Woods, you know, you had, you had Hemlock Hill, and there was always this feeling that somewhere better existed, and uh, yeah, I moved there, it's beast of, <laughs> so, so yeah, but it, it, I mean, I'm glad he, he did the podcast before me as well, because i really found it interesting, that, that chat he had with. I'm, I'm glad, because
0: it's, he's a really, really interesting character, and I think as well, one of the things we kind of touched on, is him being an independent, um, yeah. is, is, crazy because you know seeing independents is like well you know they're not going to you would assume that they're not going to get any votes wouldn't you because independent you saw in the yeah. last election we had independents stood um and you thought oh, okay that's pretty cool but they're not going to actually win are they you know yeah. and for richard to actually go out there and smash it it's just like oh, yeah, wow
1: definitely. i remember being with him uh many years ago uh at a stood for county uh, as a county councillor, years and years ago, he didn't do it. He didn't get it. And I remember him being quite upset, but knowing that he wouldn't do it, and I was consoling him, saying, "You know, you, you you'll get it." And he, you know, made it to town council, He's made it to uh, borough councillor, and it's it's just he's put the work in, uh, and people have respected that and done that. It's like a, sort of I, I get I do a lot of campaigning, with magazines and stuff. We used to do a lot more campaigning, and I can remember from very early days people going oh, you, you're doing this to stand for counsel, are aren't you? And um, it crossed my mind, you know, oh, maybe I should, maybe I should become a counsellor, but I haven't got the patience, you know. And, uh, <laughs> I haven't got the, uh, I, I don't like the paperwork. It's like the bureaucracy terrifies me, but he he does that with, you know, he cuts through that, he does that, and so I salute him for having the, having the patience and the, uh, the ability to actually put up with being a counsellor, because it's not an easy job if you want to do it well, but he does it well, and, you know, it's, it's wonderful to see. Mm, he's is. a hard worker that
0: guy he is and uh, he's an inspiration and an, you know overall as well he's a he's a community guy you know it's it's uh i'm not going to say it's yeah. rare but how often do you see politicians that are from the area you know have lived in the area all their lives um you know like ordinary people yeah
1: you know it's it's um well i won't mention names but <laughs> mps were dropped into this place and stuff and they, they, you know, a, a certain MP. Um, uh, I went for a drink with him before he became when he was just a candidate and stuff. And I just thought, there's nothing. Ah, you know, he's not here. He's not. This idea of he should be uh, uh, Brookstone's voice in 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 Westminster and stuff isn't isn't true. It's he's Westminster's voice in Brookstone, and that and you know, despite claims to be opposite and and so it's proven it's a real shame because people get disillusioned with politics therefore and they get disillusioned with the fact that they can participate in a, in, in in power you know they can't they they, they feel powerless because it, it just seems they're removed get someone like richard and get someone who can make a difference and people think yes it that could be me you know i don't have to go through these traditional routes and stuff and yeah, it, it's I see. Um, I won't mention his name, but the MP for Broxtowe uh, is standing. It, it's sort of the one, one, area, one uh, uh, extreme, and, and Richard being on the other. And you know, I know which I prefer to be my MP. So if Richard's listening, it, you know, get you, get your form signed. So I'll vote for you in 2024 if you're standing. So. <laughs> so here's hoping. I think I will. Uh, are you're you old enough that you're going to make it.
0: Huh? I'll be old enough. I'll be. Uh... <laughs> Just about 18, so,
1: yeah, go on, man. Oh, uh, yeah, you get in there. You make sure... You, well, well, yeah, obviously, uh, he might turn very evil um, <laughs> before. Uh, well, I
0: hope he doesn't become very evil and all
1: of a sudden... Or, 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 or our current incumbent MP might become very good. I don't know. Uh, I somehow... Uh, I reserve judgment, but I'm not holding my breath on that one. Um, you can only... Have- <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: but, yeah, it's... um. He is a really, really nice man. And if you don't know Richard, then it's worth looking up about Richard and kind of getting to know him. Um, You know, he's always open to talk. And it was kind of weird because I I got in contact with him um, probably early this year, maybe. And ever since then, it's like I've known him forever. You know, yeah, so down to earth. You know, anything you need, he's there,
1: you know. So... Yeah, he's, he's got that. He's got that quality. He doesn't speak like a politician. I, I remember once um, I I did an article on him ages ago. Where I went door to door with him, mm. and instead of being like, yeah, I've done this, I've gone door to door with loads of politicians. Normally, it's sort of like. Oh hello I'm from a, I'm from this party that party I was just wondering how you intend to vote you know they, they do that you know they do this professional thing mm-hmm. uh, he'd go and go hey my name's richard <laughs> i'm 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 standing for council i was just wondering if you'd like to vote for me no problem if it's not but let me tell you why and it was just this like why why do we have why, why can't we have more of this why can't we have more uh, why can't we get democracy more representative in, in terms of getting actual people who, who are doing the job you know and care and stuff. They're all good politicians in Broxdale, don't don't get me wrong. You know, it's not just Richard sort of thing. You know, I think the Lallys who run the um um who who, who run the, uh, the the carnival every year do a do a great job in doing that. They you know they put the money where their mouth is. I think the councillors in the Rylands uh you know do look after their do look after their charge and all that and I think think they are good ones but yeah, it's it's just professionalism of politics puts people off, um, and Richard is a Richard is a, a, a good remedy to that in many ways. Um, so yeah, he's he, he, his policy is just you know his big policy. It's not you know the party's policy because he's not a member of the party. It's just look after look after Stapleford. Um, yeah, we could do that in Staple. We could do that in Beeston. We could definitely do that in Beeston, uh, but definitely not me because I just don't have the. I don't like the paperwork um <laughs> <laughs> so well, i mean maybe I mean, you jay maybe you should be standing maybe maybe you know you could be the youngest counselor in the uh, uh, in the country in 2014 uh, 2024 20, even um one can only
0: hope I, I, working must your admit, <laughs> I must i must admit i am it it's something i i would like to do uh it's something i've always been interested in um since probably. 2012 you know uh just watching all the election debates uh you know watching well question time has been quite interesting um but it's just it's just nice i think that would be awesome to do that but uh
1: not yet <laughs> well, I, I, I called it first if,
0: uh... <laughs> you called it first
1: uh, in 20 years, when you are PM, when you, you, you sort of walking down the street, we'll, I'll sort of dig out this podcast and say, "Look, we, we predicted it here." first So, uh, all my achievements all the other stuff I've done, that will pale in comparison. That I managed to uh, pick the winner of that election. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll fully support you on that one, Jay. Don't be a dictator, though. You know, keep it cool. I'll try. I'll
0: try and keep it cool. No independent beast in just yet. You know, no. no, no, no. A few more oh, yes. You need a
1: chancellor as well when you're prime minister, or a minister arts or something. I might be. Uh, I might have some space in my diary. We'll see. I think. I think you know. If we can, a few hours a week should do it. I reckon. Yeah. Not yeah. busy, is it? Really? <laughs> travel, you travel. Know. Probably, probably more than our current prime minister does. <laughs> he votes to it. So yeah. Uh, yeah. He makes it look easy. I, I think. Uh, well, I think it'll be
0: a good team. I'm already imagining the team uh, with me here. This is going to be good. I yeah. I
1: think. I think we can bring in. Richard Chancellor. We could bring in Jeannie, as in uh, creative director of Parliament. Um, mm. Yeah, it could be a Beeston. You know, take over Beeston Stapleford, take over Parliament. That'd be no bad thing, would it? Really?
0: Great Beeston. That's what the world uh, the UK is going to be called now. Great <laughs> Beeston.
1: <laughs>
0: Everyone else can wait. We've descended <laughs> <settled> into <laughs> megalomania now. That's great. <laughs> we won't make too many coney <laughs> plans, but. What do you think? Do you think Beeson should become independent? No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I hope you've all enjoyed <laughs> this podcast. And I've only just realised the time. It's currently 6.57 at the time of recording. Um, it's been an hour. I could, you know, flown. time flies when you're having fun, as they say. And it's been a really, really enjoyable podcast. And I'm glad that you've joined me. Um, and it was great to kind of talk to you a little bit about Beeston, the Beastonian, a bit about you. And obviously a bit about Richard and world domination at the end so uh you know yeah absolutely
1: we've got to finish on the world domination we?
0: of course we'll finish on the world domination Today so thank you. that's it <laughs> great yeah, thank you coming. it's a great podcast thanks thank you so much i'm glad you enjoyed and take care everybody thank you goodbye